sing a song of sixpence, a pocket full of rye, four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. That'd be nice, or yeah, blackbirds. When the yeah, when the pie was open, the birds began to sing, and out came the blackbirds and something on the king. I think I can't remember. <laughs> did, they, did they shy on the king? I think that's where I was going with it. I was just saying shit on the king, but I don't think that's how, I don't think that was the nursery rhyme words. You see, you think but that anyway. they wouldn't, but they would because they're birds and they don't know. But did they bake them into the pie and these dudes survived? Like that's pretty bad. Isn't they it? did. They somehow baked them into the pie, and then when they when they cut the pie open, somehow they had survived oven temperatures and just <laughs> flew out of the pie. But you know what, right? You know, all of them survived. And they were like, dudes, we made it. And then when they plunged the knife in the cut of one of them died. <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, ah, Tommy's dead. Yeah, there's this thing comes up at the end. It says uh, something like, um, uh, unfortunately, one one of the birds was hurt <laughs> in, in the making of this uh, pie song um, for the music video uh, who suffered serious stab wounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all like, oh, yes, son, invincible. And then like, no, there you go, dead. So dead. Shall we podcast? I watch film, but I'd be honest. I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pal. It's at Ryan Peacock NFL. What's going on? Do you know, mate, it's a bloody pleasure to be here with you again. How are you on Father's Day? Good, yeah, it was a good Father's Day. Um, plenty going on. As you are, you are a father. So. I am. Of one and soon to be two. Soon to be two. So that means next year you get two presents, right? That's what I said. I was shot down immediately. What? Two kids is two presents. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But well, um, I did the dad thing. Because, you know, Mother's Day is about taking the kids away from the mother. It's about reminding her that she actually has a soul of her own. Whereas mm-hmm. I find Dad's Day is another fun fun day daddy. You know, you get to kind of hang out with them and, and play with your kids. So I brought my kid down. It was like 6 in the morning. Went downstairs. Had a Weetabix. Sang some songs. Mm-hmm. Played with some mm-hmm. sort of Nerf gun things. It's good times. Yeah. Good times. Shot your kids. Yeah, I shot my kids on Father's Day with uh, small yeah. inflatables. And they, and you had a very enjoyable day. Um, but no, I saw a Twitter thing earlier and it said, uh, why is there a Mother's Day and a Father's Day, but there's not an uncle and an auntie's day? And I was like, because you've done nothing to earn one, have you? Somebody else did a lot of hard work mm. and created life. And you simply Hold on, Ryan. That's not the hard work. have a title by appointment only. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> what have you done for it? That's why there is not an Aunties and Uncles Day. Yeah. Although I'm sure if Hallmark are listening, there will be one by the time this goes out. They'll be like, never thought about that. Never thought about it. But the worst, there's a few things. There's two things. One, the dumbest thing I've ever heard is, is, a, is a girl on Twitter who said, my sister's having a baby. We don't know whether it's a boy or a girl. So I don't know if I'm going to be an aunt or an uncle. <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, like, I don't have much hope for the kids, if that's what her auntie is saying. Ridiculous. Uh, I liked one I saw before, and it said, um, how can I be sure if I am the mother of my child? And it was a woman. I think I know that story, too. And you're like, "Um, just think about it. It's probably yours. (laughs) Yeah. Was it it inside you for nine months? Yeah. Then it's yours. God, the internet. The internet, full of fun. Yeah, and the second thing is, is that if you're an aunt or an uncle, and someone, mother or father, tells you a story about how hard their life is at the moment, never, not unless you want to, you know, be strangled around the throat for at least four to seven seconds before they come to their senses. Never turn around and say, "Yeah, well, my nephew doesn't doesn't count. Does not count. No way. You get to come around for ten minutes." To play with the kid and then you leave. So don't give me the story. And don't give me the second-hand stuff that your brother's telling you. You know, I'm losing the will to live here. This is crazy. I'm up all error, God sense. Because, Ryan, nothing infuriates a parent more than someone who says, well, my nephew. It's like, no, it's not the same. You don't have the badges. It's like a war vet coming in who's been to all of those terrible places. 
and relays some story and someone goes, yeah, well, when I was playing Call of Duty. No, no, you simulate it. You're not there. It's all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying. This is it. And this is why there is not an auntie's and uncle's day. Precisely. So, yeah. look, shall we be honest with the listeners? Because essentially there is very little talk. There is some. And we will mm. get some Packers talk in, won't we? Eventually. Because at the end of the day, it's kind of what we are employed by the UK and Irish Packers to do. Uh, yeah. I say employed by. Not really. But you get paid? We will get some Packers in there. No, we don't get paid. Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine an hour. Yeah. Yeah, three ninety nine begin with an F. It's the correct English way to spell it. Um, but no. <laughs> so we are we are going to go a little little random, little off piste. Off piste. Uh, essentially, let the listeners pretty much run the show, are we? Yeah, but Ryan, it kind of backfired instantly. The minute you say to someone, "Give us any question," what are we talking here? Like ninety percent of the Twitter responses we got were like, "Yeah, dirty." And I guess this is the problem, isn't it? We've met these guys before, so we should have known better. We knew what yeah. most of these guys would probably ask us. Yeah. But there are some good ones in there. There are some, believe it or not, there's some football-related questions. Shock. And then there's some actual questions that we can answer, and there's a very important question. Um, and then, it, yeah, it's pretty just random after that point. But we said we'd answer them, so here we go. We said we'd answer all. Are we actually answering all? Well, I don't know. Even the, What do you like, want to do? Well, I think if we do... We probably need to tell if you're in the car with your kids. You know. Yeah. Don't listen. This is a what do they call it? NSFW. Not for small. What? Not safe. <laughs> not safe for work, isn't it? Is that, NSFW. Is that what that means, I think that's what it stands for. Yeah. I've always just presumed that's what it means. Anyway. There you go. I thought it was not for small, and then you know you can just come up with a word beginning with W if you want. Not for. F- well, that was a big long beep that people just heard. <laughs> There's no way yeah. I'm repeating that. No way. No, uh, no, it is for those. Those guys can listen as well. Um, so where do you want to start? Do you want to start with questions from the fans or are we going to do Packers news or? Do you know what? I reckon because we do get some people who listen. Well, like, and not a whole lot now, but they'd say, guys, you do know it was 14 minutes into the pod before we start speaking Packers. And they say it like they like it. So that's okay. But we just don't want to piss anybody off. So I'll tell you what we do. Let's start some Packers and then we get to some fan questions. Maybe a fan question that has to do with Packers. And this podcast, if you're listening, is just going to descend into madness. So, you know, you have been warned. You've been warned, that's all I'm saying. Rhino. Yeah. Brett Hundley. Go on. Brett Brett Hundley. Hundley. So we said, and we talked with Andy, and Andy was even saying that Brett Hundley could potentially be traded um, before the season kicks off, it's definitely a possibility. We've seen the market for quarterbacks now. Everybody's clamoring for them. We've seen our rivals in the Bears, Mike Lennon, or Glennon, as you like to say in your dulcet tones. Uh, Brett Hundley, there obviously is a massive market for him. There was this whole, you know, he run, what did he win? Something like, uh, you know, preseason player of the year. Yeah, preseason like prince. Pre- was that, is that a thing? Like prom? It's a thing so now. That's what I've just called him. That's what I've called him. I've, I've given him a crown. I Bro. sent it. Bro. New t-shirt Bro. coming. Pre-season prince. With Brett Hundley <laughs> out now. I see it. But yeah, he was nearly traded, um, allegedly. And they asked Brett Hundley. Uh, the media did say, look, you know, do you know how close he came? And he just said, quote, I don't know. I don't get into it. He said, where I'm at, I'm going to play. I came here for one reason. I came here to play. And that's my goal, no matter where I'm at. Now, Ryan, the question I have for you is... Is that A, is that even true? Or do you think that if it comes to potentially being sold, that that might annoy him? Second off, we always hear this thing of, oh, well, it's a business. You know, does he understand that? And also, he says he's coming to the Packers to play. Now, of course he is because he's a football player and that's his job. However, do you think that he realistically thinks that he has a chance of playing, that he is the successor to Aaron Rodgers the way A-Rod was to Favre? Or is this a guy who knows full well he needs to play well in preseason and potentially look for that trade to become a starter elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, look, you want his attitude to be that he intends to play. Uh, you want his attitude to be that he wants the starting gig. Um, of course, he probably knows. He's looking at well, probably one of the uh, all-time great quarterbacks, if not the GOAT. Um, you know, So he knows the, the reality of the situation, but his attitude has to be different to that it has to be that he can believes he could at any point be the starter for this football team and we hope it never happens but obviously there is a very 
football's a physical game. There's a very real chance that one day he might be put into that position. And so that's the mindset we need Hundley to have. Now, yes, you're going to see a lot of him in pre-season. Um, and maybe a trade comes around. But I would say if it hasn't happened already, it, it won't happen this year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he said all the right things, didn't he? You've got to remember, these guys are coached on what to say. They, could, they can hardly give an answer. Uh, without it being sort of given to them on a piece of paper first, you know. So he said all the things we'd probably expect him to say. Um, but let's face it, he's probably not going to be a starter for the Green Bay Packers unless we have a complete catastrophe. Um, so he probably does need to find somewhere else to play his football. And as well as that, Ryan, so Aaron Rodgers goes down. We've seen the catastrophe, as you said, that that brings to the Packers. Mostly because they don't usually expect the backup to come in and do a tidy job of it. Um, Matt Flynn came in and did a good job on some occasions but we see him had to rely on him on the stretch um, you know that it didn't work out do you think really honestly that any backup is ready to step in so if anything did happen to A-Rod can anybody this this might worry can anybody actually no matter who they are even you look at the best quarter, and we have a fan question about you know other quarterbacks in the league can any quarterback even in the NFL hold some type of standard to the Packers because what scares me is is that we're in that golden era now and we have been in the golden era since Favre and that the minute anything happens to A-Rod it's obviously going to be a step down not unless you're like ridiculously yeah. lucky you know are okay. we going to struggle here is it is it gloomy times ahead and we better hope that we never have to get Hundley tested in a real way um right okay I mean obviously we hope that Hundley never gets into a football game because that means that Aaron Rodgers has always been in a game um to answer probably your first point um, about how do we sort of stack up against other teams. I would say that the backups around the league are sort of as as a same sort of standard, if I'm honest. I don't think that Hundley is probably any, you know, miles and miles better than any of the other backups. Um, you know, he's probably got more upside because he's still young, hasn't really played much, so there's no tread on his tyres. He's learning from, a, uh, you know, from one of the greats in Aaron Rodgers. And obviously Green Bay has a history of producing good quarterbacks you know, whether it be backups or whether it be starters. So in that sense, it's good. But I think that what you have got that's different in Green Bay to the, the, to the rest of the league is there's a lot of teams around the league. Let's look at Jacksonville for a start, uh, for instance. Blake Bortles or Chad Henney. Is there that much difference between those two guys? Not really. They're probably quite close together. There's probably other teams that have similar. If you are, I think of the Texans at, at this point, they're probably very close between the starter and the backup, the Browns. I don't think they've got any starters. They're all backups and they're all fairly sound. Do you know what I mean? So when you look at a team like Green Bay um, or you look at a team like New England, uh, Pittsburgh, um, any of the teams where they've got a real established, good, great quarterback, then the gap between the starter and the backup is far wider and far greater. So it's a far bigger task for a backup to come in and fill that void where it would be easier for you to be a backup on a team that has a poor starting or an average starting quarterback, if that makes sense. And I think that's why sometimes it's far more noticeable on our team. Yeah, well, um, there's no denying that Aaron Rodgers, you know, is is a once in a generation, once in a lifetime quarterback. No one's going to play to that standard. But do you know what? The, looking at rugby, especially from Irish rugby, because you know the English team the Irish team the Scots now are looking strong Wales have also had fantastic teams we've had some fantastic rugby teams here um, in the UK and Ireland and one thing that no, you know because I was a Leinster season ticket holder went and sat in the cold freezing my rocks off um, watching Leinster games and one thing that stood out to me was is that we didn't have a replacement for Brian O'Driscoll now arguably now the team's starting to shape up again but you can see the kind of deficit that you leave when such a skilled player that you wouldn't even dream about sitting to put somebody else mm -hmm. in. Not unless like, oh, we'll rest him for this game because it doesn't matter. Do you think that maybe we should look differently at sports? And, you know, is that too idealistic that maybe... And the Packers have done it in the past. And, and I suppose the NFL do it more because it's a high-contact sport. But with the likes of Aaron Rodgers, do you take one game and you say to him, you're not starting, we're going to start Hundley because we want to put him in there and see what happens to get him more game ready because what really stood out to me is is when it comes uh, you know, to the minicamp that happened this week is that they're saying, oh well now these second stringers actually get a chance to step up 
and this is where Huntley gets his reps. And usually the you know the lads who are way down on the wide receiver depth chart only get maybe two, three, four snaps uh, of play in you know a training session when you know OTAs and and Aaron Rodgers is there. So if you're a Maliki Dupree, you're not have a hope really of catching a pass from Aaron Rodgers. All you have to contend with then is Brett Hundley and then you're maybe dumped onto the practice squad released or maybe you are on the roster and then you only start training with the first team offense, you know, later on in the season. Is that a bad way for us to be doing it? Should should the NFL change their mentality and do what the Irish rugby team didn't do as, you know, trying to get a successor before or do you just try squeeze out the last bit of talent of a player and then yeah. just go, look, worst case scenario, then we just throw the second guy in. Does it have to be that way? No, I think you, you have to you have to be safe in the knowledge in your coaches. You have to be safe in the knowledge that your team off the field can get any player ready for the on the field. And you, you would always let your, your first guy go. Now, obviously, there might be points in the season where if you've sewn up playoffs and you've sewn up a home field advantage, you don't need that last game, then you, you maybe sit your starting quarterback. Um, there could be situations through the year um, where maybe it's okay to do it, but I don't think so as a rule. I think backups, you tend to see them in, in pre-season. Um, and I think even then, teams probably want their starter to be playing those pre-season games, but they don't just solely because of the risk of injury. Um, I don't even think it's about getting the backup snaps at that point. It's solely just to make sure the starter isn't in any risk. So, yeah, no, I think unfortunately it will be that way. Um, you know, they'll they have to sort of settle for what they get in, in training, and that's about it. Yeah, and you know what? I don't think anybody would volunteer to get Hundley in instead of A-Rod. And it's a, it's amazing that sort of succession planning, even in offices, doesn't work. Sort of like, did you train Johnny to do your job? What, and I become replaceable? No, I didn't. No, I didn't train him. No, not at all. Not even once. So it's kind of, yeah, you see what's happened. But um, look, at we've received so many responses on what questions that people wanted us to ask. What are we doing? Are we going Packers related here? Are we going weird? Just pick anyone. All right. Pick any question you fancy and let's go for it. Any I fancy, okay, this is going to get weird. Um, I'm going to ask you, let me let me scroll down through this this dude's. Do, 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 do. One guy, actually, Chris Smith, come on and says, you're asking for trouble. And he's right. <laughs> if the UK pack, this is from uh, Mac MFC 1894. I think, hold on, let me go on and get his Twitter handle here. I don't want to disrespect the dude. Um, at Man City Army 1894 so massive United fan obviously uh, if the UK Packers were <laughs> he's gonna hate that if the UK Packers were hosting a come dine with me who would you have over for dinner oh well okay um, and we can invite anybody but that's the problem like he says if we're having a dinner you know he's, he's assuming that we know A-Rod and we've got his you know we vibrate well, from what, time to it? time uh, it's obviously it's a come dine with me so that's what there's four people isn't there and then you spend uh, a different night at each person's house so four or five people five people hmm. so each night of that week you spend it at a different person's house so actually do you know what yeah why wouldn't you invite A-Rod and Brett Favre because then you get to go to their house for dinner which is pretty cool yeah so uh, okay I'll pick five I'll pick uh, Reggie White I'll, and then I'll get a trip up to the big house um, I guess we're going to have so dinner with grim. him. That is so grim. Uh, I'll pick Brett Favre just because you know you're going to be eating steak with that dude. It's going to be huge and it's probably been caught fresh off his farm that day. He's probably killed it with his bare hands. Um, so that'd be a nice dinner. Yeah. Um, I'd see, I don't know. Do you invite A Rod with, with the talk of his new diet the other week? I can't imagine if food's going to be too good. <laughs> um, so actually, no, I'm not going to invite him. What? Um, no. Bro. No, don't it. Um, Jordy Nelson, I think, could be in there. Being a, yeah, I think he, I think he's got, I think he'd, he'd do a pretty good dinner. Um, and then let's throw a couple of randoms. Let's not do all Green Bay. So that's that's three Packers players. So I've got mm. Nelson, Favre, and Reggie White. Um, and then I will bring. Oh, don't know. That's t- it's tough, isn't it, to to, to narrow it down. Okay. Oh, see, I want to invite a band, but does that, can I only invite one member of the band? I can't invite the whole band. Yeah, one member. No, there's no right. way you're inviting the whole band. It's ridiculous. All right, then. So in that case, I'll invite Liam Gallagher because that'll just be a bright giggle. Um, and, and that dog in the background. 
Yeah, that's the dog's back. And then the fifth person, um, not sure, not sure. I'll let you, I don't know, who do you reckon? Can I pick the fifth person? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Me? I would go, Jesus Christ, Ryan, what is wrong with you, bro? You're inviting Reggie White, Jordy, Liam Gallagher, by the way, and you don't even think that, bro, I should have been the first on your list. What do you think I'm? Oh, wow. I'm a small dude and I don't eat much. What's, if you got something against me, bro, what's going on? No, well, obviously, I, I was going to get you because I, I needed help, uh, you know, with peeling the potatoes for my dinner. So I was going to get you in to do that because I thought you'd be a pro at it. <laughs> There's a mild sense of racism there. Every week, there's got to be a little touch of Irish casual, isn't Yeah. Do you know what? Like, and that, that's the thing. If you log on to, like, CBS, you know, NBC, all this stuff, and anytime announcers are talking about Conor McGregor, they go, Ooh, ar, Conor McGregor, two to ta to tay, and they take the piss out of him completely. Would you do that if it was a Mexican guy? Or an Asian guy? Or any other, that you know, ethnicity, yeah, it's nationality? Just the Irish. It's just yeah. the Irish. And it's more than acceptable. Because we go, yeah, it's Irish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Madness. Okay, look, on. let me throw one back at you then from Dan Barker. Uh, Twitter handle Dan the Mac Geek. Good name. Right. Uh, he says he says favorite kind of sausage to barbecue? Question mark. God, the long cylindrical ones. I'm gonna piss people off with Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't barbecue. I live in Ireland. Like if we bring the barbecue out, it just rains on it. So I just have a pool of charcoal. So like, what sausages would I like to throw? Into my pool of charcoal? None, because they'd be raw and horrible. You're the barbecue man. You look like a guy who can uh, be a bit of a pit master. I'd say at a barbecue, the right, when all the peacocks get together and they're all big dudes, I'd say you are the one with the tongs, the thongs, the flip-flops and the yeah. steak holder. Am I right? Yeah, it's about right. Yeah. So this weekend, I've in three days, I've had two barbecues. Um, so yeah, look. At the end of the day, you got to go with either a big German sausage, in you? One I had the other day, which was pretty good. It was pork and black pudding. Oh sausages. man, nice, amazing, decent. So yeah, there you go. So are you effectively asked me a question that I knew nothing about to ask you? What I want to ask you is from Stuart Birch. Hashtag Ask the UK Pack. Do you know where my wallet is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's trying to say about the two of us. Right, so we've just been accused of theft. Maybe. Like the podcast. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, Stu, no, I don't. Uh, best thing to do is uh, think of where you last put it. Uh, do you know it's what? Always helpful. It's always I... helpful information, isn't it? But come here, he never said it's lost, so I just say, Stu, is it in your pocket? No, just the well, place to be, right? Oh, well, it's just like a guessing game. Yeah, where, just... where is he put it? Uh, uh, I'm gonna... Is it in The shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stu, it's in your... It's in your pocket, bro. I don't know why you needed us to tell you that. Come on, fire one at me, Rona. All right, then. I'll, I'll do you another one, then. Okay. What is the unwritten rule of your workplace? And and by workplace, they mean UK Packers HQ. <laughs> right. Okay. And who's that from? Uh, sorry, from uh, Gary Bracci. Do, I, do, you want me to, do you want my piss take answer, or do you want my real answer? Uh, piss take, obviously. Well, f- that's Tank Top Tuesdays. So uh, that always happens. Yeah, tank top Tuesdays. Uh, the real one, Ryan, would be, and uh, this is something that it's our mantra here. There's a lot of fan groups around the UK. Um, there's no other Packer fan groups. They've started up and they fizzled away. We've been around for a couple of years now, but throughout this whole time, something that we've always prided ourselves on is the fact that we lead and don't follow. You know, like we like to come up with stuff for um, you know, the UK Packer and Irish Packer follower. That's different. So when we come up with the likes of T-shirts, we come up with the 1919 club, the membership numbers. Um, you know, we like to go to Green Bay and offer We've something. We've got another one different. in the cooking pot. We do. What would you say would be the unwritten rule? And it's a second. I see a second part to his question here. What's the weirdest fact that you know about the Packers? Uh, yeah, okay, I'll answer that then. So I don't know that it's a weird fact, but it's certainly the most interesting. And I, I guess maybe a little weird. Hmm. Um, I remember back when we were doing the history podcasts uh, a year or so ago now Hmm. Um, again you can go back and listen to all of those but it was the one where you said about that there was the the new training facility and I can't remember I know I should know but it's something Lodge is it was it called and uh, essentially there was that's the one that's the one so apparently did it did it burn to the ground or something or something something was a bit odd 
Yep, burned to the ground so we, in the 1950s. Yeah, so <laughs> something was a little bit off about the way in which it burned to the ground after so much money was invested and everyone decided the place was crap and nobody wanted to use it. So I think there was a possible inside insurance job. Uh, and that's probably one of the, the best little stories I've heard. Yep. Uh, they paid a whopper amount of money for it and as you said underneath the field was all like limestone so the lads were creasing themselves off the whole time so it was just the worst thing that they could have bought a total extravagance by Curly Lambeau yeah. and uh, yeah it burned down and they got the insurance money from it surprise surprise but yeah we leave that one there have you got another one for me uh, and else come in from um, yeah let's find one let's find one uh, okay this, this is a semi-serious one from Sean McGrinder at Sean1-9 to nine. Uh, it says Will Yous be doing a live show slash podcast at the meetups and the trip to Green Bay? Did you put a slight Irish tilt on that reader? Well, it's because he's, he's put on it, Yous. Y-O-U-S. So Yous, I don't know. It's like an Irish thing, isn't it? Do you use Tommy's not say that, no? No. And anyway, Sean McGrinder's from uh, Northern Ireland. So you say, will you be doing a live show and podcast at the meetups? Hi. And uh, yeah, we will. Uh, probably won't we we're going to no try way. how about yeah we're trying to get it to happen uh, Shawnee okay. so I know Sean sent us a Twitter message he actually sent us a Twitter message at 2 o'clock on Friday night in the morning I believe and I think he repeated himself in the tweet so Sean he could have taken on some alcohol or he was just tired I don't want to make any accusations so me Sean, and Sean me and Sean may or may not have been out together on the hammer um, we will not confirm nor deny Okay, I won't press you on. All right, so that's that's where that ends now. I'm just going to jump in, defend Sean and myself there for any, anything that might come up. I'm not going to press you. I like right, uh, Sean one to nine. You know, I've heard of nine to five. I've heard of eight <laughs> to half four. I've never Working heard of one to one nine. One to nine. <laughs> what a way to make a living. Shift work in a factory, making. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so do yeah, makes? I don't know. What do, what I can you make between? Between one and nine in the day, what's the best thing to make between Oh, what one if he's a baker? Nine? Bakers start early, don't they? Because they have to have the bread out ready. At one That'd o'clock be a in the shift morning? That, maybe, that might be a shift that starts early doors. Sean the I'm baker. I'm going for a baker. Sean, let us know. Let yeah. us know what your job is. That's our question to you. Let, let's answer a question with a question. But yeah, we're going to be doing a live show, hopefully in Manchester. And then in Green Bay, we're going to be meeting a past legend and also a current Packers player. And myself and Ryan will be up on stage asking them questions and there'll be a, a live signing. Um, we will be your hosts. For the night in the Radisson Green Bay. So that's going to be cool. Uh, Ryan, the next one I want to ask, and I think this is what we've all been asking, it did, it did come up during the off-season. Uh, it's an important factor, I think, when it's related to sports in general. It's more of a philosophical question about life as a whole. It's kind of a microcosm. Jill B wants to know, who would win in a fight between a baboon and a badger? Right, I'm glad you asked this because, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm massive, massive into wildlife and uh, particularly, particularly the badger and the baboon. Now, I've been looking into this. Okay, so I've taken a look at the. Uh, there's, there's two different badgers generally in the world. You got the honey badger, which tends to be a Northern American badger, and you got the European badger. Now, the European badger, slightly smaller than the honey badger, uh, but essentially somewhere between nine and sixteen kilograms and stands between 23 to 28 centimetres tall, okay? Okay, so about the same height as me, cool, so... Okay, yeah. So a baboon, and I took the olive baboon because there's a few different types of baboons. Can be anywhere between 10 and 40 kilograms and, weigh, and, and, uh, and, and you know, height-wise, 70 centimetres, so a bit bigger. Now, both, both animals are not naturally aggressive, um, unless essentially you trap them or you surprise them. However, the thing that tips the scales for me, and and it's this, the badger has a loose skin on its body. So when it feels, essentially when its prey feels like it's caught it, it just wriggles, whips out and bites them. So for that reason, whilst the badger is undersized, I am going for the badger beating the baboon. But didn't the baboon rip that woman's face off? Wasn't there a, a woman who got her face ripped off by a baboon? No. I thought that was a gorilla. Very different beast. I think it was a baboon. I, I know a gorilla certainly has caused some damage in the past. The big well, look, 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 I went with the olive baboon because I had to pick one that was somewhere near a, a badger. So, 
So in that case, yeah, I'm saying the Badger wins. Okay. From uh, Jackson Schmidtk at Schmidtk J. What oh, is I the naughtiest thing you've done? Okay, well, it's probably when me and my friends ran through the fields of wheat. Oh, and the farmers probably weren't too happy. Bad boy. Bad boy. It was you, threes of May, and... <laughs> what a it certainly was not. It's up around that whole thing of when they asked Hillary Clinton, you know, what does she always have in her handbag? And she said hot sauce. You know. How weird. Yeah, weirdo. But come here, um, last one along this type of uh, lines. Scotty man. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Ah, right. Well, I'm glad you asked because this has been proven. Has it though? For me, it has. Okay, so I've long believed that essentially, and and I say I long believe, I've not done any work for this, I've just read stuff. Um, But essentially, there used to be two birds that were not a chicken that laid an egg that essentially the egg was a mutation of the two birds that originally laid it or made it and laid it. Hmm. And so out of that egg came something slightly different. And then that bird type for let's call it chicken mark one like it's an escort yeah so chicken mark one comes out of that egg and it has it you know goes off and finds another bird and and has a go and then chicken (laughs) mark two comes out the egg and essentially slowly over time the chicken was created from another species of bird so therefore the chicken did not come first and nor did the egg because what came first was a different bird is that quite is that clear enough answer yeah, I've heard about this. It's like the proto-chicken, and it's the chicken that has... But, you know, evolution happens slowly over time. But then you yep. have to ask yourself the question, is he talking about a chicken egg? Because if he's talking about an egg, there's plenty of other species that were around before the chicken, so the egg definitely came first. So if he's talking about which came first, the chicken or the chicken egg, they've proved that it's the egg, because like you said, it's two different species of bird. You know, they put on the Barry White CD, light some candles, mm. sit there and have a nice candlelit uh, meal. It's not chicken. It's something different. Nope. So uh, yeah, I think he thought he was going to stump us on there. But, you know, look, Scotty. we know our stuff. Yeah. We know you've you got, you got to get out of bed a little earlier than that to catch me and stay out. All right. Yeah. So what about this one then from Graham? This is, a, this is quite a big one. It's bigger. When was the last when was the last time you saw each other naked? Which is a strange question to ask two blokes. Yeah. But, um. But Graham knows the two of us, so completely valid. Um, yeah. We haven't. Have but we, we not? We are though? rooming together in Green Bay. Yeah, so it's probably going to happen. <laughs> there might be an errant dong uh, flying around. But come here. Uh, I not. I can't verify it, to be honest, Graham, because I did uh, take a call from Ryan when he was coming home from basketball practice, and he said something about sweaty clothes and I could only see from the waist up and there was a bit of hairy nipple man action so mm-hmm. it could have been the naked shirt is, the shirt is quite often off on the podcast yeah it's a disturbing sight because people I don't, well I don't know what they expect I don't know if you think it's super professional but from time to time Ryan is speaking to you through a hairy chest disturbing <laughs> disturbing yeah just sat here topless drinking beer that's how I do things and I think I need to um, approach Ken Mac at Ken Mac eighty seven. Okay. Um, question: He wants to know what that big yellow thing in the sky is. Ken, you're from Ireland. You're from Tullamore, in Offaly, <laughs> and the big yellow thing in the sky. I know we've never seen it before here in Ireland. It was out today. That is the sun, Ken. The sun is out in the sky. But be warned: they did say, and you might have missed it, that summer was going to fall on a Sunday this year. It has. It's gone. So there you go. I just wanted to clear it up. We don't want any confused Irishmen walking around. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So. Fair enough. Look, real quick one. Uh, the real DJBC at Brendan Calvary or Calvi, sorry. The real so DJBC? Is there a fake one out there? Uh, I think there is. Yeah, he's even got a TM after it, which I think <laughs> means it's trademarked. Holy um, Jesus! Yeah. So this guy's the real deal. All right. No pretenders in this Twitter handle. Um, so he says, "I couldn't make your trip for Seattle. Well, shame on you, but okay." But he says he's going to the Bengals game, so that's fine. He said, can you find me bars that serve cider? I think as we've said before, aren't we, Steve? You can get cider very easily. They have two different types in most bars over there. Um, Angry Orchard. Did they have Angry Orchard? I think it was called Angry Orchard. And Mm. another one called Red Apple or something like that. But um, 
you you'll get cider over there. Be easy. But don't. <laughs> you know what do you do? Get spotted cow. What, what's wrong with you? Spotted cow's horrible. It's like saying I'm going to McDonald's, but uh, I'm looking to see do you know a place that serves a good salad. You know, don't don't. If you're going to McDonald's, you don't get salad. If you're going to Wisconsin, you don't get cider. You get spotted cow. Mm-hmm. It's from real cows, hundred percent. Real dairy kills. Let's get back to some Packers and let's talk about. Uh, we've talked about chicken and eggs here. Uh, did it tweak your interest about this whole egg throne competition that was going down? Loved it. Loved yeah. it. Big fan. Um, yeah, I'll tell you why I loved it because it reminded me. Um, you ever been to a village fete? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we sort of have. Uh, I don't know. Where we have basically lots of pots of tea, cream teas, probably some of them. What are them funny dancers called? Morris dancers. Probably have some of them going on. Um, possibly a battle reenactment, depending on how big it is. But uh, at one of those, we played a game where essentially you started on a start line, you threw an egg up in the air, and then you had to run after it and then catch the egg again without it breaking in your hands. And then it was whoever could make that biggest distance safely catching the egg. So watching them do that was kind of reminding me of that, which I thought it was hilarious. It was great to watch. Vicious, though. I mean, look, we dominate chickens... Jesus Christ, we've won the war. And now we're getting their unborn children. And like, do you know what? I'm just going to throw it a far distance if I can catch it. If it doesn't, it just splats everywhere. And, you know, it's horrific. That is horrific. To be fair, if it's an egg without a chicken in it, it was never started, wasn't it? I mean, what? I thought I thought it was like two options. You either have a... <laughs> <laughs> no. the, the farming podcast. No yeah, no, I think... Just, um, just turn the option on. You have a, you have a chick egg? <laughs> And an egg egg. <laughs> a chick egg and an egg egg. Yep. When it, do you know what? When it comes to arse produce, eggs have to be one of the tastiest things that comes out of an animal's arse. Yeah, I can't think of much else that you would eat, to be fair, that does. Well, don't no, say that. No, no, I suppose not. I nearly got that horribly wrong. I was going to say a lamb. A lamb kind of comes out of a user, <laughs> but it doesn't really, does it? <laughs> right, we need to have to talk, bro. Yeah. Well, honey. Honey comes out of a bee's bum. So, mm. I still take <laughs> eggs. I still take eggs. Yeah, eggs and honey. That's a whole uh, the bang of our side of that. It's uh, something serious. So, <clears throat> any other Packer stories from the week? Uh, twinkle your tonkle. Um, probably Brandon Jackson rocked up, didn't he? As a uh, as a trainee coach, was it or something? Go to a coaching intern. I think they call it. Yeah. And you hear he that turned he... up working on run block with my, uh, with Ty, I believe. And you hear that he asked him, like, you know, are you sort of hiring me to play? Like, he didn't want me to suit up, or uh, and as well as that, I've heard on the. And I really love the Packers official podcast too, and the guys were talking about it. And then again, I see an article from Rob Domofsky on ESPN, and he's talking about him. And his opening line is: Brandon Jackson couldn't block a blitzing linebacker or safety to save Brett Favre's life when the Green Bay Packers picked him in the second round. By the time he left Green Bay, four years later, he was one of the NFL's best. But even on the podcast, everyone sort of says, like, he was ridiculously bad. I wonder, is this a narrative that he himself, you know, tried to promote? Or is this just an off-season thing that it's just a storyline somehow that's after coming up that people go, oh, yeah, Jackson was really bad at, you know, blocking. So, and you know, do you remember him? Do, would you have said that he was bad uh, I, I don't know I mean it was, a, it was a while back obviously seven years ago that I sort of remember him doing anything of use I mean obviously he was part of that Super Bowl winning team um, but yeah I mean maybe that's a good thing that he is coaching tight then because if he was previously bad himself and then he had to find a way to get better and better he probably had quite a quite an intensive coaching range I think it's probably a good thing for Ty to, to learn with him and hopefully it's a good thing for Brandon Jackson as well because it's you know all those players that you know especially for running backs these days it's a short lifespan in the NFL, so they need to have a career afterwards. So it's good that Green Bay, I guess, are giving back to somebody who gave, who gave all he could to the Green and Gold in that, in, especially in that Super Bowl winning year. Yeah, and like I said, it's always easier to train from a sort of area of weakness that you became strong at because you can give him through that process. But yeah, nice story for him. Um, good that he helped us out, and now he's kind of back with the pack helping them out and we will say if anybody from the Packers or anybody who's a sort of satellite around the Packers and wants us to cover stuff for the Packers for them absolutely we'd like to come on um, we're ready right. yeah we're ready we can release stories We've like you know private jet kind of um, <laughs> you know did we, did we buy the private did we buy the private jet 
We did not buy the private jet. Uh, no, unfortunately. Did we? Did somebody outbid us on eBay? Yeah, it was weird, right? So we put in the tenner bid, Ryan. Gone. Was it? Gone. Did it's it go higher than ten pounds? A bit. He was the same guy actually who bought the Brett Favre jersey. I think he bought the two of them, and now he's actually sitting on the jet wearing the signed Brett Favre jersey. Well, so you know what? It's funny you mentioned that because uh, guess what I bought the other day? A signed Brett Favre jersey. Yes, I did. <laughs> Go on, tell, did it cost you an arm and a leg? Uh, it wasn't, put it this way, it wasn't as expensive as it probably could have been. Um, and I reckon I, I've got a mate to sort something out for us, let's put it that way. So um, basically, I could turn it around and uh, make money on it, but obviously I'm not going to do that. It will be framed with the rest of my beauts. And so. you do have plenty of beauts. But speaking of beauts... 1919 club boy Daryl or draw we've got about 20 slots left and uh, we just want to get this filled on with because we're going to be rocking into our sort of regular monthly draw and setting that up Ryan so we're doing a bit of a special offer on this one right yeah yeah and, and the, this is a stat jersey so it's absolutely gorgeous I can't and uh you know get get these tickets bought but I think um having discussed it with Steve we're probably going to put a little special offer on for the last remaining tickets Yep, so what we're going to do is whoever has bought a slot in this draw for the last 20 tickets, if you've bought a slot already and you want to buy another, uh, we're just going to do the rest of the slots for half price for the existing buyers. So yep. if you've bought a slot in the draw, uh, let us know and you can snap up some of the rest of them for half price. Um, we'll get this done. As you said, Ryan, it's a it's a gorgeous piece. It's a stat jersey yep. signed, absolute ledge. Yeah, then I think what we'll do is we'll get it drawn. We'll certainly get it drawn this week. So we'll give it a couple of days for anybody, like, like Steve said, that's bought the existing ticket, get half price one. Uh, and we'll give it a couple of days and then we'll make the draw. And of course, if anyone out there wants to buy a slot full price, then you get the rest of it for half price. So if that's what you're into as well, jump on it. Um, and we do get a surge in, you know, people snapping them up after the pod. So don't delay by today but listen we're going to do something different than fan of the week we've sort of threatened with him for a while to get him on but we want to get a guy on he you know i suppose we can call him fan of the week if you want it's a interesting story let's crack into it well right now we decided to tell fan of the week to get on your bike because people don't know this and people don't know actually you know what we're going to do a podcast at some stage right probably the next one uh or i don't know because the off season's long about what it's like to run a fan club. Because that'd be cool, right? Okay. Yeah, but, it would, yeah. But what people don't understand is a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes. Like, we get, you know, emails, Twitters, DMs, random stuff happens. And that's why, like, that's why, for instance, when we say, oh, we want the Packers to come over to London to play a game, we know that it's an away game, but we always get someone going, all right, mate, they're not going to go out for a home game, you know, or we get an American saying, oh, Wisconsin won't let a, a home game go. We're like, yeah, we know. We've said that. We've said it a lot. But the thing about Twitter is, is you say it, it's fleeting, and then it pisses off. So one of the one of the really good things that's actually came out of the podcast in its history, and we do have history podcasts, go back and listen to them, is that, uh, what is it, Ryan? Every Monday morning, Tuesday maybe, we get an email. Yeah. It's in, it's in uh, Mandarin Chinese, so we have to decipher it. <laughs> it's from... It's from our good old buddy old pal. It's from Wu Chang. And we decided we'd just get Wu Chang on the line. Wu Chang. Ni hao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they say yi hao. Yeah. yeah. Well, that Wu Chang gets me in trouble. I, I use Wu Chang, also known as Mick Ward, or, or Mick Ward <laughs> is also known as Wu Chang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's introduce the guy as Mick Ward, because right. uh, Mick Ward is the first and only guest, isn't he, still? To have gone from clown of the week to fan of the week yeah um and so let's leave wu chang in the history books but let's talk more about these emails because it is an awesome email and i have to say it's it's a great read i always enjoy it and i particularly like it when you poke <laughs> uh, when you poke fun and sometimes i understand the fun you're poking at me and other times i, I, I just don't get it at all um but i think that's on me <laughs> so I, I, yeah basically so we've given him the chance to come on i guess and give us more analysis but so everybody else can share in this uh his, yeah in his views i guess mick you're like an eccentric um there's definitely you are for sure 98 percent still irish i don't know how much american has infiltrated <laughs> the the war genes 
but it, it's pretty much just got the shit kicked out of it by all the Irish genes and you've remained Irish because your emails just read like a James Joyce, Joyce novella. It's fantastical. It's abstract. Most of the time I haven't a clue what the hell's going on. It, it gets a bit of a reread, but it's always super entertaining. Mick, you're on... First off, can we just look into Wu Chang? Why? Why did you go under the pseudonym Wu Chang? And did you only become Mick Ward? Did we give birth to you, Mick, after you come on uh, the podcast? Did you only start up that Mick Ward Twitter handle after that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I'm an older guy, right? So I'm always suspicious of social media. <laughs> so yeah. I, and I like, to, I like to spout my opinions, but I don't like them to come back at me. So, <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> so you sully the poor Chinese name but, of Wu Chang. It, it, it's probably yeah, it's probably the Irish thing, right? So this is this is I guess the podcast is my ther- therapy, right? So, I mean, I'm like third generation Irish American or whatever you want to call it, because uh, Moses came over. I, I, when I found that out a couple of years ago, I thought that was hilarious. Right. A guy, an Irishman named Moses Ward, came over <laughs> in eight, eight, 1848. Yeah. So I, I'm a I'm a mutt. So I'm a mixture of Danish, Norwegian, Swedish, Irish, or something that. Nice. And, uh, you know, but I guess the Irish is probably still there. There's a good DNA and maybe Irish people are just kind of bullies. I don't know. <laughs> Even genetically. They kind of get over They get around a bit, essentially. <laughs> um, but tell me this. Tell me this. How does an Irishman survive that Arizona sun? Because, <laughs> like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just imagining sunburnt skin. <laughs> Well, we this is this is America, right? So we do everything for the almighty dollar, right? So you get down here for a job, and then you kind of settle in, and then you go, "Hey, this is a pretty nice place." Nine months out of the year, <laughs> right? <laughs> is there ever a winter? Well, the... Pardon? Is there ever a winter? Did a cactus ever have a bit of snow cap on it? I mean, you know, or is it all they, just they, blinding it's, sun? No, we're we're like a thousand feet above sea level, and one time they, they have a golf tournament here in like January. Yeah. And they had like a little bit of snow in, in Scottsdale once, just like a little bit. Yeah. But it, it's it's good for a lot of us here. It's good not to have winter. But in, in actuality, we we kind of have winter right now. Uh, it's just the heat. So we're going to be, I was saying it's going to be 48 degrees centigrade on Tuesday. <laughs> we just stay inside. And the other thing funny about Arizona is there's like, I don't know, three or four million people live here now. But there's we couldn't live here like a hundred years ago because there was no air conditioning. Yeah. So it's it's a weird place, and so we're inside right now. And and philosophically, I look forward to the football season starting in September because that's when we cool off. So we we yeah. start cooling off then. <laughs> so so it's a good football state. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure isn't the um obviously with the Cardinals stadium. The Cardinals stadium is fully air conditioned, isn't it? Yes. Fully yes. air conditioned dome. I mean, that's pretty amazing to air condition a whole stadium. But I'm guessing it would just be completely unplayable without it. That's right. And yeah. Yeah. Nick, yeah. Do, it's you, an, it's... do you have a dog? Because like, we have dogs in Ireland and we just leave them out in the rain the whole time. You know, they lie <laughs> on the ground, they get frostbitten, but it's fine. They're Irish dogs, it's grand. You know, give them a Guinness, they're all right. I mean, do you have a dog there or do you go out in the morning and go, ah, oh, Skip's dead again? You know, and then you have to get a new skip. I mean, how does it work? Do you, do you have animals or do you just have... Oh, yeah, we got, I got a little... Uh, I got a miniature schnauzer poodle, so they're called schnoodles. Right. Cute little... Um, he's probably about a stone and a half using your <laughs> metric, your units. Right. Right. 22-pounder, 10 yeah. kilograms. 22-pounder. <laughs> might have a camel. Stick him on the barbecue, right? right? I got to get them out at like seven in the morning though, right now. See the, the temp, the other thing about Arizona, it's, it's going to be hot, right? 48 C, mm. but it'll be like 35 C early. So it's not so bad. Not so bad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so you, so you get about, so it's better than winter. So winter just sucks. It's cold and snowy and it's 24 seven. The heat does go, go down a bit, not a lot, but it does go down a bit. Yeah. So we got to get the dog out early and take him out late at night. So, <laughs> and he just he's just dry. He has a dry willy for the rest of the time. Can't go piss at all. I mean, if I was him, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, just end it now. Like Ryan, that's insufferable heat, isn't it? Am I, am I speaking like an Irishman? Would you enjoy it? 
Uh, no, no, no. It was too hot for me today, to be honest. At training today, it was nearly 30 degrees, and that was enough. So uh, three hours in, that was enough for me. Um, tell, tell us this, uh, Mike, before before we um, before we get on to you analysing myself and Steve in the podcast, I wanted to ask you, obviously, did you, in terms of college football, did you ever watch Arizona State or, or ASU? Um, yes. And did, yeah. Were you ever ever able to see the great Pat Tillman play football because I mean obviously we all know what he went on to sort of give for his country but uh, the guy was one hell of a football player at Arizona State um, I just wondered if you had the chance to watch him you know I didn't see him at ASU but uh, you know the Cardinals drafted him so he played a, I don't know how yeah. long he played a year a year or two for the Cardinals yeah so yeah it was a it was a big deal when he like said hey I'm 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 gonna drop out of football and go you know, I'm you know I'm pissed at these guys who, you know, flew the planes into the World Trade Center. So I'm going to go sign up. So, mm. you know, that was pretty impressive. I didn't you know know I didn't know him at all personally or anything. But he's a big he's a big deal here. And and yeah. his number was 42. And they actually have a a 4.2 kilo you know, k k km kilometer uh, run every year in the the spring. Yeah. So about March or April, they thousands of people go to the Sun Devil Stadium and and uh, run a 4.2 k uh, run for for Pat Pat's run they wow. call it. Hmm. Yeah, so that's a that's, uh, a that's good amazing. Thing. It's, yeah, it's mad, yeah. isn't it, the way sort of football permeates everyday life over there? Can you give us a kind of feeling of how sports mad are? American people in general, in your opinion, and I know it sounds like a very sort of stereotypical sweeping statement, but like, for instance, over here in Ireland we have GAA, so we've GA, you know, it's it's hurling and Gaelic, um, but I'm from a county who suck at it, so I tend not to be interested at all, I'm no interest, and most people are, and it feels kind of like I'm in a twilight zone sometimes because people will say, oh, here's the story. Now I love the sport, I think it's great, I played it as a kid, all the way growing up, but when it comes to supporting a team, Wicklow are never really in the mix. But in America, I mean, when you're walking down the street, is it men, women, children? You know, do you guys absolutely live for the sport? Well, it's a bit weird. Arizona is a weird place because, you know, we got cowboy fans here. Because, see, the Cardinals only showed up about, I don't know, 20 years ago. Mm. So so you get – and the, so the Cardinals are kind of fun to poke fun at because they were originally a Chicago team, then a St. Louis team, mm-hmm. yeah. and now they're in Arizona. So – I, you know, as you can imagine, being a Packer fan, we're kind of, I'm kind of I like throwing my weight around and being a little bit arrogant and stuff. <laughs> Decent. <laughs> so so like 13 championships, right? It's yeah. it's awesome because nobody's yeah. close. I think it's the Bears at nine or something. Hmm. And and then if I run into a Steeler fan out here, see the, this is the fun thing about it is Pittsburgh is way far away from Arizona, but Arizona gets people, and I'm sure Florida and Texas the same way. Americans move. I mean, mm. you know, you may grow up in Chicago or New York, but you end up in some other place. You might end up in California, right? So yeah. it, it's it's kind of a weird mix that way that people just – my brother lives in Boston. and He's a – you know, he's he's in Patriot territory, right, yeah. in Boston area. But I, he, he likes the Patriots, and I don't mind him either. But um, he's still a Packer fan too. So yeah. – uh, yeah. P, the, the Packers naturally winners like New York Yankees baseball. There's Yankee fans everywhere, and so one of my friends is a Yankee fan and a New York Giant fan. He lives out here, hmm. and I give him a bunch of crap all the time for being a Giants fan. But uh, <laughs> you know, so so one of the things is people are kind of mad about sports in a way, but I think a lot of it has to do with TV. So hmm. Americans are just we're just like TV happy. I mean, probably of any country in the world. I mean, seriously. I mean, we stick our we we stick our faces in front of TV like way too much, right? Yeah. So so we got our faces in front of TV, and so a guy will come home from work and he'll put on ESPN. Mm. So ESPN will just go through sports after sports after sport and highlight after highlight, and I have to I I gotta I have to get away from it. I can't stand just watching highlights and mm. talking about the Cavaliers and the, you know, and so it is a little bit mad about sports, but I think it's the media hype, mm. you know, like the ESPN loves to talk about sports, baseball and, 
you know, baseball's hot right now. And, but in my, my younger son plays baseball. I like baseball in a way, but yeah. it's a weird game because it's, um, it's highly skilled game. Yeah. But it's really kind of boring to watch. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's awful. That's why I never got into it. Ryan, you're into baseball, right? But I can't stand the sport. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, so the, I'm, I follow the New York Mets. Um, and the okay. reason for that, the reason for that is when I first went to America, I went to New York. Um, and at the time, I didn't really have a baseball team. So I've, for as long as I can remember, I've been a San Antonio Spurs fan and I've been a Green Bay Packers fan. Never really got into the NHL. So didn't have a baseball team. When I went to America, of course downtown manhattan everything is yankees 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 there's a huge yankees shop um, and just about everybody passing the street has a yankees badge on so i was like do you know what i'm probably going to support the other team and i walked past the met stop <laughs> shop right and as i walked past the met shop it was probably no bigger than the front room and i went do you know what i'm going to be a mets fan i'm going to support the underdog Anyway, I didn't know anything about them particularly, and I hadn't really followed baseball at all, but I got home, I started trying to get into it, and I was like, well, actually, hang on. These guys are pretty crap. Um, and I think, actually, the last time they were sort of, they won, I think, was it was it 85 or 86, was back sort of the year I was born, sort of that time, um, when they won a World Series, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't say I'm heavily into it, but I do enjoy baseball. I do follow the comings and goings of it all. Um but yeah, so that's how I ended up being a Mets fan. Uh, but no, I think it's a good game. I think it's well worth getting into. Yeah, well, it's a kind and, of game you I, can just put I, on the telly and chill out because you don't well, actually have to concentrate that hard on it. Yeah, well, you, uh, you know, as you were telling the story, I kind of made it. I connected some dots there, and I said, "Oh, Mets fan Ryan goes to New York. He sees he's like over inundated with Yankees. He goes with the underdog Mets. I love it. And that's kind of like the Packers. Really, the Packers are really an underdog." team and uh even though we have the most championships sorry everybody they have the little uh little town against the bears you know the the you know you, you guys are all are you guys all flying into o'hare probably airport yeah uh, yeah. yeah 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 so you're you're flying into o'hare there's uh, you know 10 million people whatever rabid bear fans for the most part and you you know you're going to get in your car and drive up to wisconsin and as soon as you get across the border it's like cows and farm country you know yeah <laughs> and you get up well, to green bay i'll tell you i'll tell you a story last year so we're on the way back unfortunately uh, not last year sorry the year before we're leaving green bay i'm sat in the airport in o'hare and not only do we all have our green bay gear on but i also had a mets baseball cap on at the same time the mets were playing the cubs in the world series so I, I just went full out on offensive against Chicago sports teams that day. So. Yeah, and Ryan, that's well, not I the only like story, right? Remember? Not the what, airport-related story. Airport-related. Yeah. Remember you went in, you landed, and uh, you, you were at security. Can you continue, please? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously I was wearing all the Green Bay gear, as a number of us were. And uh, funnily enough, we were pulled over for extra security checks. Um <laughs> So as I get pulled over, I get pulled over by a guy that could be playing tight end in the NFL. He's about eight foot tall and he, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty built. Okay. So he starts asking me these questions and to be fair, he's just poking fun and having a bit of a laugh and he goes through question, question, question. He's very loud in O'Hare airport. Right. And I can't really hear him properly. So I've started getting into that bad habit of just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then his face just changes in an instant. And he goes to me, really up close to my face, goes, I'm going to ask that question once more. I want you to reconsider your answer. I was like, oh, hang on. Time to start listening. So he repeats the question very, very slowly to me, like I'm a, you know, a foreigner that English is not the first language. And he goes, have you or have you ever been part of a terrorist organization? I went, no. He went, right answer. <laughs> He packed my bag up. He said, next time you come through, take the laptop out of the bag and you won't get pulled over. I was like, right, okay, thank you, bye. Jesus. He should have said to him, in fairness, the Packers have been terrorising the Bears since the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, you know. So come on. Uh, but Mick, you mentioned your son there playing baseball, right? And that's not the uh, the only apple of your eye when it comes to, you know, really cool relatives. Um, what was that email you sent us with your family and the involvement you have with past greats? 
shit, I don't know if I remember. But let me before we go there, before we go there, I just want to say, Ryan, that was a very that was a very Ricky Gervais told story there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right, I, what? Is, okay, you're gonna have to explain this one because this does come up in email quite often. So, <laughs> so, so I, it's okay. So, an Amer, I'm an American, right? So my ear is not tuned to the nuances of the English language, right? So. <laughs> So when it, so the most popular and common English actor comedian is Ricky Gervais for Americans, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So when I hear your voice, I kind of hear a style that reminds me of Ricky Gervais. So now because of all the UK people, they can probably hear that there's a oh wait, I don't hear Ricky Gervais, but see my ear is not tuned as fine as your typical UK person. That's it. I'll take it. I think he's an incredibly funny man. I'll take that. But yeah, there, he is. Dare I ask, if you're not <laughs> finely tuned, when you hear me, do you just imagine me sitting here in a potato sack with like straw hanging out of my mouth, you know, painting someone's house, Mick? Is that what it is? I, I think, Stephen, you're probably the the first authentic Irishman. Besides, oh, Michael O'Reilly. He, he's a guy in Arizona. Michael O'Reilly. Right. <laughs> he, he, he has the... Uh, he, he, his, he is an you know, a hundred percent Irishman who happens to live in Arizona and he probably is suffering under the Arizona heat. But again, he's here, he's here because of his, his, uh, you know, working and business thing. But anyway, good Irishman. But anyway, so yeah, so he, he's now corrupted by living in the United States for 20 or 30 years or whatever. But, uh, so back to my emails, my connections, family, my dad, uh, NFL. I guess that's probably my favorite connection. Is my dad played basketball at Northwestern University in the nice. '40s, and, and and I have a picture of him on the basketball team with Otto Graham. Oh boy! And so Otto Otto, Otto Graham was a two-sport athlete in college. He played mm-hmm. basketball at Western, and he was a quarterback, and went on to be a Hall of Fame quarterback for the Browns. Yeah. But uh, in typical fashion. Cool yeah, yeah. You know, my dad would tell me about it when I was like 12 or 13, and I'd be like, what? Who cares, Dad? Not- <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these Not stories I wanted to tell you, and you're like, nah. <laughs> so, so people need to grow into a lot of things. We we, we, we get a little smarter as we get older. <laughs> but, uh, and that's isn't that famous photo where Otto Graham is kneeling on the field and he's the blood running down his face? I, you know, I... All I know, my only autogram photo is with my dad. My dad, really? My dad on the basketball team. Yeah, best photo ever. I think it was the. And I remember hearing the story. There's a really iconic photo. I think it's him, and he's on the field. Maybe I've got. Maybe balls is completely up. Let's face it. Back back in the years they were playing. Then if you didn't walk off covered in claret, then you hadn't played hard enough. Right. Yeah. I'm guessing that they were the rules back then. But I I think it was some (laughs) story. Like it was such an iconic photo now. Maybe I've polished it up and it's the wrong uh, dude. It might, maybe it's another quarterback. But anyway, um, that would have that, been the 50s. I mean, yeah. you know, 1950s. So, I, I mean, I, I'm going to start doing more business with people from Cleveland. So I'm going to have to read up on Otto Graham and, and, and hide the fact that I'm a Packer fan and just find all these great things about the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any? Uh, he's probably it. Yeah, it goes yeah, back to the 50s. J.C. Trevor. <laughs> oh, is Treader over there? And then what do we got? Tremont Williams? Is he over there? Uh, I yeah. don't know if he's still there. Well, he was there he's last gone year, now. Has he been released? I think he's gone now. Yeah. Well, so I wish the Browns the, the Browns the best. Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is pretty cool. He was a Wisconsin guy, wasn't he? Probably one of the best yeah. tackles in the league. Yeah. So, uh, okay. He's a positive. Yeah. So, so just, yeah. So what, what else do the how big is your group heading over right now to you got it like 15 20 20, 30 mid 20s already yeah i think we're like at 25 by my last count Mm. that is that's sweet that's gonna i hope they film you guys again i I tell you the uh what inspired me to listen to the podcast was just watching the uh packers.com and the uh i think it's what it's called what packers life right yeah yeah and they they run your story Hmm. it's great and i'm like i gotta listen to these guys on the podcast so that's how i got hooked up with you and then uh i i think i put in the email Stephen, that when you it's probably the irish accent but you say i meet some life-changing people right that, that 
Go ahead. You should say that again because I can't do justice to I it. I meet some life-changing people. Life-changing <laughs> people. They're bleeding deadly. <laughs> With the Lord Lamb of so, Jesus. So, so we, you... we were absolutely honoured to do that. That that. And uh, do you know what the best part about it was? Is we were waiting, obviously, because it was recorded, and then it was really was some time later before the episode actually came out, and we we hadn't seen it either. We the first time we saw it was the first time everyone else saw it. Mm. So we're watching it though, and we go on the website, and it's brilliant because I think there's a picture of sort of Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers. Then that sort of switches across, and there's something about somebody else, and then there's a, a sort of a history bit mentioning Vince or Curly or somebody like that. And then next picture comes across, and it's me and Steve, yeah. and it's like <laughs> this is this is just surreal. We are on the we are on the ticker on the Packers.com front page with all these great names and great characters, you know, unbelievable. <laughs> well, you deserve it, and a couple of th- I mean, you guys stay humble. <laughs> yeah. Right. Stay humble and and keep doing what you're doing, and uh, the, it's just such a great story. I hope they film you again, and and uh, I hope you, you guys become part of their marketing department. And uh, I know the NFL wants to what they want. They seem like they want to expand in Europe, mm. and that'll probably happen in a couple of years. But you you know you guys are on the front edge, and I I haven't paid attention. I don't care if there's a UK Bears fan club. <laughs> I mean, you, is there one? Yeah. Bear down yeah, there is. Yeah, they've been pretty good. Yeah, they've been around for ten years, and I think they've got about eleven fans there. So they're doing well. <laughs> this is the minute justice. Actually, they've been around since the eighties, apparently, and then they yeah. haven't they, Ryan? And then I think they've yeah, only got no. onto Twitter and all that stuff. Not recently, yeah. in, but in in, you know, in, all, in all seriousness, as well, they are good guys, aren't they? And we do we do get on with them. Yeah, um, but but yeah, we, we obviously I hope we your I hope your numbers. But I mean, it should be a friendly competition. I hope you kick their butt in numbers, like replays and stuff, or whatever. Isn't there like all kinds of statistics, like on your, your podcast, like how many people listen to it and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. We're going to say, say so yes. Hope, yeah. So I, I mean, I hope your numbers like kick the Bears podcast butt. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Mick, it was an absolute pleasure getting you on. Um, we wanted to just uh, get you on and, you know, because the emails are great. Keep, keep the emails rolling in. And I think what we'll do is, is every couple of weeks, uh, we're going to have to get Mick on again, aren't we, Ryan? Uh, just have a preamble. Because if anything else, the silky tones across the phone. <laughs> I'm going to have to voice. Well, you guys keep building me up like that. So I'm going to have to, like, figure out how to capitalize on that. <laughs> Dude, be like that homeless guy who had a radio voice or something, Nick. Just stand at traffic stops giving out free sandwiches. And uh, you're going to make You're going to make Nice. Well, my, I'm going to try to get my brother up there to visit you on September 10th. So we'll nice. see. If I, you know, we'll, we'll keep it keep it going. That's it. Happy days. The whole Ward clan up. We'll be reunited again. Holy Jesus, Mick Ward. Holy <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Mick. We'll, we'll raise, we're going to raise Moses from the dead. <laughs> and by the way, Moses, not a popular name in Ireland. Never has been. So uh, it just goes to show, Ryan, even his family were pretty eccentric back then. Back in the 1800s, his, his great, 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 great grandfather's like, do you know what we should name him just for the crack? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's fucking name him Moses. And they did. <laughs> Yeah. Mick right, it's a pleasure have a great day we'll talk to you soon what a dude what a cool dude we might get him on in a couple of weeks real radio voice right now doesn't he Mick yeah yeah and a guy that you could talk to all day I, say, I bet he's got some pretty cool stories so uh, hopefully one day we'll get to meet him for real and, uh, and listen to some of those over a beer yeah cool uh, his brother should be entertaining as well but look we'll end it there next week is probably going to be a less banterific uh, podcast with more substance but this has been a terrible off season uh, we might be bringing back some of our history podcast series as well. Maybe some little shorts, maybe within a podcast. One I think that myself and Ryan want to focus on is the history of Lambeau Field itself. But for now, for this week, for myself, at NFL on Twitter, give me a follow. Follow the group at UK Packers and follow me old buddy, me old pal, at Ryan Peacock NFL. It's goodbye for this week. Goodbye.